0: Renaturing is bringing together all of the pieces of who we are at the deepest, most natural level to a cohesive conscious whole. This means stripping away what we learned but doesn't serve us anymore. It means learning, relearning who we are and how to trust that. Because once we have that knowledge and trust, we get to be who we were always meant to be. It feels like freedom or coming home. It feels like predestiny because we stray so far becoming denatured in our effort to become modern day humans. I'm Betsy Kudlinski. I learned how to be a modern human. I did it and had all the things I was supposed to, but I was desperately sick and unhappy, lost. I felt trapped in a cage, but I couldn't see the bars. Some part of me knew this was wrong. I knew I was meant for more, or at least something different. How could life possibly be about miserably trudging along until I died? This podcast is about the essential pieces in the process of renaturing. It's only about me in as much as my story can be helpful as a material example of renaturing. Really, it's about you and all of us return to your nature. Hi, so um, last week we were talking about renaturing and how renaturing is kind of our true nature, our human nature, our animal nature, mother nature, all in one. Like it's just kind of the coming together of everything. We had a pretty awesome conversation about that, I thought. Um, So that's all conceptual, right? Like. I try to give tang- tangible ideas on what that is and it's hard. Like it's hard to talk about concepts. Um part of part of the reason it's hard is because we speak a different language. We speak about and think about things as separate and piecemeal and um like me and you different we are different from each other we are different and individual from um, you know your neighbor or our house or you know it's you know this this conceptual stuff ends up um, sounding the same everybody everybody sounds the same when they try to discuss this kind of wholeness and the concept of, in in my language, it's freedom, because we're all reaching to speak in a language that doesn't jive with the same language that we speak on an everyday basis. So we're it's, it's almost like a pigeon language. I was thinking about that. It was um, recently, actually, recently I was just thinking about, um, how we're supposed to, like, not, but um, I've seen a few memes about not correcting people's language, whether it's proper English or spelling or um, any, any, we're not supposed to correct people. Okay, I can understand that. And I love the English language it's my native tongue. Like it's, it's, I, I read like crazy. And I know a whole bunch of writers and and intend to be a writer at some point. And um, I have, I have this deep regard for, you know, my perfectionist nature has this deep regard for the language and it being, uh, I don't want to say pure, that sounds a little bit lofty, but understandable. And so the thought of just letting anybody talk or write or spell or define words the way that they want to tugs at me. (laughs) It it makes me uncomfortable. Like, what's going to happen to the English language? Or every other language that's being used on social media where people um, are, are just changing the language. So the other thing that I was thinking about is um, the reason that a lot of American words, American English words have fewer letters than um, continental English is because we charged for, uh, on on a character by character basis in newspapers to put in advertisements and editorials and stuff And so, if a letter wasn't necessary in order to make the word understandable, color with a U became color with no U. Behavior became shorter. the The words that we use become shortened so that they're just understandable and cheaper. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's what's happening with social media. And I have this purist a perfectionist attitude of, but what's gonna happen to the English language if everybody defines things differently, if everything's, everybody spells things differently, if there's no difference between there, 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 then how is anybody gonna know what's going on? And um, m- my mom said, there, there, dear. There'll be kind of two different Englishes. Like they will be like a pigeon English and they will be like the people who love to write and speak and it will continue on as more like a written English. And I've been chewing on that for a while. And then I was thinking about this language around like enormous concepts and especially concepts like freedom, enlightenment, renaturing, um, integrity. These these words that we have in our modern English that point Two indefinable things. Their their concept. It's um. I understand Lao Tzu like writing mm-hmm. in circles in the Tao Te Ching, or the Tao Te Ching, trying to trying to talk about something that you had to feel, and so in trying to figure out how to talk about renaturing, in trying to figure. Out how to talk about freedom, which is my thing, which is my way of expressing or um, discussing that giant concept of um, enlightenment and um, being driven by your purpose and um, just uh, again words just completely vacate. Right. Um, I saw a piece of stuff that you wrote about this week, Brian, oh. about peace.
1: Yeah.
0: And you know, it's just like we all say we're all talking about the same thing, I think. with our own slant and our own personality, our own personal history, we're all pointing at the same thing. you know that right. that finger pointing at the moon. It's not the moon. But we can't reach the moon. We can't bring the moon down here to look at and hold in our hands. And so it becomes the finger pointing at the moon. It's language talking about a feeling. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to launch into talking about a feeling and figure that there's just no way to describe it. And the point is to find somebody who can talk about it in a way that um, grabs you. We all talk about it. Singers and songwriters talk about it. Politicians talk about it. Some of them. Not all of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> teachers, um, lecturers, Buddhist monks. Like, we all talk about it. Whether or not like we're there all the time, we know this. It's truth. Like It's a fundamental truth. And we all say it our own way because that's really the only way to do it. We feel it or we feel it for a second and then we have to capture it in some words and it's exciting and it's it's peaceful, like you said. For me, it's freedom. Um, this week I got triggered by a, just somebody said something and it wormed its way into some trauma patterns that I have and I felt trapped, like I was suffocating, breathing still, but (laughs) like the world was just closing in on me. And that is how, that's how I feel. That's how I picture the feeling that's the antithesis of where I want to be. I feel trapped and I want to feel freedom. Now, tell me what you said about peace. I, I don't wanna quote you.
1: Yeah. Um, and I don't even know if I can quote myself at this point. I, I think it was around peace being the consciousness of being really. I mean, that's, I, I, I put a lot more words into it, but it was right. finding that, that, that place to where you can go and you are not a, you know, no, nothing controls you. You are just And like you said, it's because sometimes it's hard to describe. You're just in this place of, well, for me, it's peace, but freedom's a good word too. You're just, you're free. You're, you're alive. You're, nothing is attached to you to hold you back.
0: There's only now. Yeah. It's a series of nows. There will be another now, but it's just now.
1: And I think another thing I had called out in that, that little um, article was like, You know, with peace, you've also got to have, and I know I didn't say it in this way, but you've got to have chaos in order to have peace. But being able to find peace in the chaos, that's the real, you know, that's the real um, end game. Being able to, like you were saying, you got triggered, being able to keep your freedom and not be brought down or uh, uh, captured by these Mm -hmm. words or events. Yeah.
0: Right. And I, I, I was not able to keep equilibrium. I had to get it back. I had to, I had to use all my tools, all my renaturing tools and all the tools that I've learned from trauma healing. And um, I, I just, it took me an hour, maybe a little bit less than an hour to just go through all my tools and God, I was so proud of myself. Like I didn't, I, I was just so proud of myself that I I was able to bring myself back to that state of equilibrium yeah. of freedom. And uh, you know, two months ago I wouldn't have been able to do it. Like, period. And two years ago, I wouldn't have known I was triggered. <laughs> like honest right. to God, I was just living <laughs> at such a state of anxiety. And this is two years ago, and I was already well into my process here. Right. I was already <laughs> knowing what renaturing was. And I was still already so high all the time on anxiety, not drugs, that that I wouldn't have noticed that I'd been triggered. I would have noticed um, like there would have been fallout, but I wouldn't have noticed it at the time. Like I would have just kept myself up there at that extra amped space. Like I can remember times two years ago when I would get into a situation that got me totally triggered, but I wouldn't recognize it as such. I would recognize it as um, immediate pushing down of me <laughs> and becoming who I needed to be in that moment, which was not the me that I've been cultivating. Like It was right. like a throwback me. Like, all right, social situation. I'm totally freaking out. And I need to be pleasant and funny and smile. And I swear, I'm sure that I always looked like a deer in the headlights, like frozen because I was dissociating from my body. Like that freeze response of dissociation and making myself get through it. Right, Totally trapped, frozen, trapped within my body. Sucks.
1: Yeah. I've been there myself.
0: Yeah. Right. What does it feel like for you?
1: Uh, for me, I, you know, I, I go back to the couple of years that I, you know, I was dealing with depression on mm-hmm. a pretty severe level. And, and like you said, I, I, you know, I was into my process of growth when that crept in. Mm-hmm. And so it was so frustrating to me because I knew I was depressed, but I knew what I should be doing in my my mind is like, hey, you know, you need to be getting out of bed. You know, you need to jump in the shower. You know, you need to go run errands or whatever you need to do to live life normally. And so I had one part of my brain that, that knew that, but then the other part of the brain that was like, uh, and I don't even know if brains, you know, the other side of the, 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 the coin was like, no, you're depressed. You, you need to lay in bed. I, you know, I felt like a prisoner in my own body. Is is probably the best way to put it because I know banging knew, at
0: the walls. Which one was banging yeah. at which moment. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. It was almost like, yeah, you're shackled, you're shackled to the wall, but they left the door open. Mm. So it's like you're so close to being free, but you've got this attachment that you just for whatever reason cannot escape.
0: Right. And, but
1: and, yeah.
0: It's it's you know, so that so that um that' Image makes me mm. think both of us in these times that we're recalling were on this path, mm. we'd been doing this work, and therefore the door was open. We knew there was something different, yep. Right? It mm-hmm. almost makes it worse when we fall back into that place, it almost makes it worse, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, because you're
0: because you know that that's not how it has to be,
1: right? <laughs> you- <laughs> You know there's a way out. You know right. there's a way out. But for right. whatever reason, you can't see the key for the shackles right mm-hmm. in front of your face. Right,
0: right. And that's what I thats what I think of, um, that we're each kind of given at intervals throughout our life, whether it's a song, whether it's um, a book that just sparked our interest and made us open our eyes, or hitting rock fucking bottom and... Yeah. And getting like a glimmer, like this didn't have to be how it was. Um, all of these things. Like, I'm not talking this just happens once. It's all of these things. It's like this, like this image, this um, gift. <laughs> I don't know. It's a gift, I think, um, from the universe, from yeah. from freedom, from peace, from oneness, from uh, whatever it's a moment of awakening like it's it's these Mm -hmm. these flashes that there's more or there's better or there's something else yeah basically there's something else and um another way that i like to look at it is um brian you i'm sure well i don't know facebook shows me this stuff all the time
1: right (laughs)
0: uh classic art Mm old classic art that has this like grungy film on it. And then they start to clean it away and it becomes this picture that you just vibrant and nuanced and um, more beautiful than you could possibly believe. And yet you thought it was beautiful.
1: Yeah.
0: And so I feel like there are things out there, trees and bugs and and stones. And, um, you know, we think of nature Mm -hmm. as like where it should be. And so renaturing is bringing us back to nature, our own, and into being with the greater nature. And we have to be invited. And we're invited all the time. And right. there's a couple different reactions. There's, oh, my God, I want that. And then forgetting about it until the next time. There's, oh, my God, I want that. Life is so horrible, I can't possibly And yeah. What happens there is I mean, there's obviously the horrible cases of suicide because right. there's just such deep despair that anything could ever be better. There's also that dissociation thing of just sticking your head back in the sand, la 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 la. There's nothing. This is, you know, just completely sunk within a culture, society, like present-day humanness. Um, that you know people out there like that, right?
1: Yeah.
0: You've yeah. seen them, like they have just bought in and they are playing it hard to mm-hmm. win. And they will not question themselves, they will not question anything except doing it this way. Right. And, you know, I think a lot of them certainly got this invitation plenty of times and just, they've they've made that film over the painting into yep like cataracts almost, <laughs> like it's like they just can't see, and um, so we go out into nature, and it never had that film, right, and so yeah. it looks brighter, it looks more beautiful, it looks more um, vibrant and real than anything, and, and we want to just be there, mm. and I kind of feel like when you've um, achieved, whether it's sustained, or whether it's a moment or anything. You you get a chance to see that without the film over your own eyes and it changes you. It's like you're, you're able to directly interact with everything, with everything. It, yeah. it's, it's not, you're not even separate. This film, this patina over us, like classical art, <laughs> fat ladies in the, Nude, grapes, right? And you take off the patina and they're stunningly beautiful. And they're, you know, talking to ghosts or something, you know, like stuff that we never saw because there was all this grossness on it. And so um, I think that freedom is being there, being Mm. present, being still, being at peace, being with not separated by this film this grossness and it it changes everything while you're there anyway you know then you go back film comes back over your eyes and you're just right. like there was something really awesome what was that damn what was that <laughs> and so i think it's like building muscles you know we we have to create neuronal networks in our brains whether it's literally building muscles at the gym or whether it's learning the piano or whether it's learning to think differently or to stop thinking for a minute yeah. and get that peace, that freedom of sinking into where the rest of the universe resides. Mm. And this is where that like the rest of the universe has one language that they all, like everything is using one language. Right. And we use myriad human languages and ways of communicating that are different mm-hmm. and if you're in that cell with the chain on your leg and the door is open you can see that there's amazing things out there speaking mm-hmm. just beyond the room you can almost hear it maybe you can hear it in your dreams like, and and i just feel like again i am just talking in circles
1: mm-hmm.
0: about concepts and it you know, I'm just reiterating things that I've heard other people say. Maybe I'm saying a few different words that are new. I'm just pointing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just pointing. And what I hope to be able to do is point in such a way that I can show that gift. Right. That moment.
1: It's almost as if like when you talk about the film on the painting, if 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 you know you were born, raised in this world, and, and your parents had this painting on the wall that, you know, had, you know, years of, you know, who knows. Back when I grew up, everybody smoked cigarettes. And right, that, right. And that put film on everything. And so you've got this painting that you've always looked at. You've always mm-hmm. seen it. And you've just accepted it for how it looks because that's just how you're used to it. It's got the crud, the film on it. Um and you never, you know, take the time to think: Is there more? What if I clean that off? And and for me, where I when you as you were talking, I started to have this um, uh, imagery in my head of an elephant. And and I don't know if this is true or not, but they say if you take an elephant when it's an infant and you tie a rope around its leg and stake him to the ground so he can only go so far, and you keep that. You keep him in that space with that 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 rope. As he grows older, you can remove the rope and it will never move beyond what it has come to know. And but only if that elephant would take another step, he'd realize or she'd realize that, like, whoa, <laughs> you know, that to me, that's what freedom, when you talk about freedom, that's what it feels like finally getting the the fog removed and realizing there's another level to life
0: i love that taking that step and realizing that mm-hmm. you aren't
1: yeah you're not shackled anymore you're not you can go shackled anywhere you want
0: and then you look back and you're like dude when did i lose the shackle
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep.
0: i like that they they say the same thing about baby horses Yeah. you know if you pick them up and Uh, physically move them around so that they believe that you know we're physically superior to them Mm -hmm. then they are more likely to I don't know believe that we'll do that for the rest of their lives
1: yeah we're all born. yeah I don't know I just think of you know the way we're born and raised it's yeah we we just we have (laughs) we're trained not to be free
0: right right and and yet the cheetah mom teaches her cheetah cubs to be free,
1: Yeah.
0: right? The cave mom, cave, cave, m- human, cave.
1: Caveman, cave, cave woman. Yeah, like that there. That's I why I was person. having
0: trouble with it. Why isn't this sounding right? Cause yeah. it's supposed to be a man. No, it's not, <laughs> yeah,
1: right.
0: the, the primitive human mom knew that life was hard and that the only way that little baby primitive human was gonna survive in any semblance of realness would be to stay wild Mm. within the con confines within the context there we go within the context of primitive human social situations and we uh let's see when i was a kid no Maybe the turn of the you're gonna have to help me with this. The turn of the millennium,
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: it was helicopter moms, right?
1: Yeah, hovering over their kids over right, time. and keep
0: it yeah, just like keeping up to and now yeah. or at least five, ten years ago, it was bulldozer moms. Like just mm-hmm. clearing the way and keeping everything away from their kids so that they couldn't be injured. Um, they didn't they didn't get any access to porn. Like not even not even yeah. with like <laughs> <laughs> fuzzy stuff in front of it like right. you know like just the the full-on like no real experience yeah. i'm reminded of the buddha you know the story <laughs> of siddhartha mm-hmm. and how um he his dad like he was a prince there was tons of princes and kings like all over like we're not talking of a great big country we're talking of like a little parish or whatever but he was a prince and his dad um didn't want him to see the ills of the world. And so he was super sheltered and then he went out and he started to see suffering in his case. Mm-hmm. He started to see suffering and was changed forever because he hadn't realized that was there. And that's what these little bulldozer kids are like, right? right. They're, they're just growing up not understanding what life is. Life is, you know, you're... <laughs> last year, you're who knows dying from COVID, right? Yeah. Alone in the hospital. <clears throat> mm-hmm. These are not existences that we have known within our lifetimes.
1: Right.
0: Um these are people that if they had lived, if they were living in India just regardless of COVID, like there's leopards, like honest to God, leopards that like will wander into a hut and take a human adult out into a tree for dinner. <laughs> These are things that kids these days, or kids from helicopter parents, or you know, like I ran around when I was a kid and scraped my knee and stuff like that. But that doesn't mean that my parents, you know, didn't. You, you there's context in every generation, right? Right. And whether it's not allowing anything, <laughs> bad or good, to right. happen, or whether it's um, suppressing, repressing anything. Think of a fifties housewife. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Very held back. and Yeah. Not allowed to, they were expected to just fill a certain role.
0: Right. And not be anything except for that and not need anything except for that.
1: And, and like, 50s, not just a
0: fifties, not just a fifties housewife. Think about the fifties patriarch, you know, like yeah. the man of the family, he was just as expected to fill a role to be a womanizer to be um like and and we notice these things as horrible when we consider lgbtq people in that time when we consider um uh marginalized populations within these very narrow confines we know they had a hard time it was hell hell on earth hell in this country whatever and the 50s house what housewife The fifties, you know, go to work or do, dad Mm
1: -hmm.
0: had it. I'm not saying anywhere near as hard, but they didn't have the moment to question it, or they didn't have like the reason, the innate reason to question it. They weren't the wrong color. They weren't desirous of uh, the wrong sex. Mm -hmm. So maybe they never questioned it. Maybe they felt the tug of that gift and put their heads back under the sand because, well, it wasn't as bad as it could be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're expected just playing all those different roles. And and if you went against the norm back then you were, you know, you were kind of, um, it's ostracized the right, where you're kind of you're, you know, you were on the fringe of society. How dare you? Right, be here? we still do it today, unfortunately.
0: right? Well, what I was gonna say is, in, re- in respect to that, like today, if you are on the fringe of society, you're ostracized. If you are outside of, like, if, if you don't look or act like society, I think all the marginalized populations, whether they're um, trans white or whether they're um, Black or Native American or whatever, if you don't look it, they're literally taking away their rights right now as we speak. You can't vote. You don't get to choose whether or not you can, you know, like whether or not to carry that baby that's gonna kill you to term. Like they, the marginalized populations are being, it it appalls me. (laughs) I lose yeah. words like, you know, <laughs> talking about talking about these giant concepts that light me up is is a struggle for words. But yeah. watching what we as humans are doing in an effort to keep homogeny is is beyond words. Yeah.
1: Well, and I think that's because they're you know people are repressing other people's freedoms um and so right right. is it because they're
0: repressing their own like Mm -hmm. they never got to be who they wanted to be and how Mm -hmm. dare this black person think that they should get to be anything like whether it's like me or like themselves like how could they yeah like i don't know where where it starts like obviously (laughs) really far back like we've been having wars for a very long time but it's it's always the othering but there has to be the seed within you know you have to be fighting yourself in order to fight somebody else you have to if you are in stillness if you're in peace within yourself it means that you're literally in freedom with the rest of the world With the rest of the universe, it's all the same damn thing. And Mm -hmm. you can't possibly hate your neighbor because they're just another organism within this massive universe going about their business, trying to make it. But if you're at war with yourself, if you're sticking your head in the sand about something with yourself repressing or dissociating or, you know, so traumatized yourself from whatever then it's really easy to take the fight out on somebody else yeah if you hate yourself then it's of course you're going to hate other people
1: yeah i mean it makes sense it definitely makes sense it's hard to picture sometimes you know like trying to figure out where how we got to where we're at and what you know what does true freedom look like you know when do we know we're truly free that's to me i don't i don't know if i i mean i've recognized freedoms as i've as i've come to know that I don't have to have the same opinion as everyone else. I, you know, I, I have the freedom of choice. Of course, there's always going to be, uh like, what is, what do they say for every action? There's a, a reaction.
0: Right, right, right. And so th- that's what I, well, that's what I think of freedom as. I'm not thinking free, like you're, you're completely free to like walk around naked. You're free to walk around naked. You have the freedom to walk around naked and you have to deal with the results, the repercussions of that. And in a physical sense, there are plenty of people who have less or far more repercussions to deal with within their freedom. And somewhere in this concept thing, there's a bypass, like, and and I feel it and I feel like a absolute asshole for saying it. Because I'm not saying like, it's a paradox. I'm not saying that marginalized communities or even you, you know, like <laughs> the, the epitome of, you know, the patriarchy, the white man, you know, yeah. I'm not saying that your life is easy. I'm not saying that anybody's life is easy. And yet, there's there's this moment when you become free. You you gain freedom. You 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 become at peace. You are one with everything. Yeah. And it's only this moment. And I feel like a Buddhist monk. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> we we everybody says the same thing, and I know that I sound batshit crazy. Unless you've had like that moment, like I, I feel like you're there with me, you're almost there with me. Ooh. you want to be there with me, you've felt that peace like once or twice. And I guess the goal if if goal can be said because there's no motion involved, Ooh. there's no trajectory involved in this. It's like I've been enlightened for a moment, you know, like it was two hours ago, but we're not talking about time, right? It's not contained by time it's in the moment you have felt at peace in the moment the the goal is to string the moments together to be at peace now and now and now and now
1: yeah and like you said we've got to strip away in order to find in some my Thoughts, opinion in this is unable to. At the moments that I felt the most free, were at the moments that I was the most vulnerable. Because I had uh, to use the painting analogy, I had stripped away the years and years and years of gunk, and I just got to the back to what the artist created, and and I just lived there. And, and it was you know, and like you said, it was just a moment because it's easy to get caught back up in this world. Mm-hmm. But to truly strip away everything, find yourself, and mm-hmm. then then I come to the question: Is when you find yourself, when you know who you are, what you know, what you look like, what you feel like, um, when you're truly free, now you've got to make the choice to because there's always going to be the counter, right? The, the counteraction is: you is it better to live free and suffer, or to suffer? and not be free, you know, you know, cause it, it there's two I different- think,
0: I think it's a spectrum though, yeah. because the goal is no suffering. It's just no suffering. the freedom of living mm-hmm. moment to moment with everybody, loving everything, you know, like the, mm-hmm. the vulnerability of having the patina gone. I'm talking about this to however many people listen to this with full vulnerability, knowing, that people are going to listen to this and turn it off because it sounds batshit. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. And there is no way else for me to feel freedom than to be this, to give this to the world. If I can be that gift, if my moments without Patina can um, interact with another person's moment where it just, drops from their eyes for just a second they can see how beautiful everything is through me like it's not necessarily me it's I'm projecting I am an example like I'm a I'm a fragment of the whole and when my patina has dropped my film my grunge has dropped and I'm looking and speaking to the other part you know another, particle of the universe, you know, I'm talking to you, you've dropped your patina, you know those conversations. You know those conversations that just, they're earth shattering. And you might not remember the words because the words don't fucking matter. It's what you felt. It's not about the words. And here I am babbling for 45 minutes and it's not about the words. It's about the feeling, it's about the beauty, the love and everything.
1: Yeah, Sorry. but it, it, no. But <clears throat> the funny thing is, it all makes sense. I mean, it it, it all makes sense. Like, I can't help but wonder. <clears throat> at my realist moment, I don't know if I've ever experienced my true, true free self because it, <clears throat> it's hard to get rid of all the junk that we've been programmed with. And and my mind goes back to when I was a kid and I would color in coloring books. I loved superheroes, but I didn't like that Superman wore blue and red. I'd rather him wear yellow and black, a bumblebee. So I used to color him. Everybody's like, "You're coloring him wrong." I'm like, no, I'm not. You know, this is this is my Superman. My Superman ye- wears yellow and black. Um, but then, you know, over the years, then it's like, okay, fine. Superman wears red and blue. Like, I I, I bought into it. Yeah. And and I lost that that piece of me that just didn't right. care. Because... It was
0: a layer of grunge over yeah. your eyes. So I'm going to challenge you and say that it's a process. Mm-hmm. That's what we all say, right? Like it's a process and you've had those moments. Mm-hmm. You absolutely 110% have had those moments of full peace. They were fleeting enough that you didn't recognize them as such. So it's it's a process. It takes a long time. We have We have implicit memories in our brains that we have to get rid of. We have places in our body where things are held that we need to work through. We have, if you're looking at those things, those are physical manifestations of the film. And it can all go away in a second. Like in this now, you and I are having a real conversation about freedom and peace. And it can be all gone in this now. And it's a process and a practice and a strengthening. And going ahead and going through and getting those physical manifestations of the film gone and the um the verbal manifestations, mm. the programming, you call them programming. I call it like too many things.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Socialization,
0: cultural, culturalization, <laughs> teacher teachings and patterns, and you know, like it's both at the same time. It's that and that the woo-woo people talk about, right? Like it's, okay. it's a process, it's a long process that you, you put yourself through and it's now, in this very moment, you can feel it. And in this very moment that you're feeling it, you're creating that neur- neural pathway. And you keep doing that in this very moment, feeling peace and feeling freedom. And you, d- you keep doing that and you're generating the neural, you know, the neural pathway You're strengthening that place in you that's freedom. Support this podcast through the link in the episode description and get a chance to hear post-episode conversations. Help me decide on content and future guests. Ask questions, get answers. In the meantime, check out my website. Links can also be found in the description. I'm a freedom guide. If what I'm talking about, about renaturing and freedom and walking your own path makes you tingle all over or cry or jump up and down, I'm available and would be delighted to work one-on-one with you.